Woody Womack and Adam Gorney here, live, local, and late-breaking. Where are we? In California? Yeah, Playa Del Vista. No, just Playa Vista. Playa Vista. You're thinking of Del Boca. (laughs) 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 This is a special crossover episode of the Godfather and Gorney podcast and Commitment Issues. We haven't done an episode of Commitment Issues in like two months, so... I feel like I'm cheating on Mike, though, but... He did this... No, he did one with me in New York. All right, well, then I can do this. All right, so uh, before we talk about signing day, let's talk real quick about uh, Mark. Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio, not to be confused with Mark D'Antoni or Mike D'Antoni. Resigning, retiring, stepping away from Michigan State. Kind of took us by surprise. I actually had said on our podcast back in maybe November that I figured if he was going to leave, they would have came to an agreement on that... uh, buyout or whatever the bonus he got on the 15th was i thought look they'll they'll make an agreement ahead of time that way they can move on yeah what, why do you think it happened when it did now do you then do you think he's kind of doing like wasn't a coach from vanderbilt who did that a few years ago where they had so they had to hire his assistant as the coach or yeah whatever? i think i don't know if that is because i don't know how close he was with any of his particular assistants to get the job obviously the bonus played a factor in the timing of it one day before signing day is tough, although most of his class is already done. That program was kind of sputtering, though, huh? I mean, they had gotten to the college football playoff or the Final Four or whatever, and since then have not been really good, haven't been recruiting as well, and haven't really been developing players as well. So, you know, the team that they put on the field this year was slightly better than the ones that they've had. But still... In terms of the Big Ten and where that conference is headed, Penn State's obviously getting better. Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country. And Michigan, you would imagine, continues to get better uh, under Harbaugh. Or at so, least be as good as they are. Or at least be as good as they are. <laughs> it just didn't seem like the players that they were getting were up to the level. Well, they're um, off. I mean, okay. And their offense is just so bad. Well, and they did, he did that thing last year where... He shuffled all his coaches around. He just yeah. drew names out of a yeah. hat. Wide receiver, now you're DL. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that was kind of pressure to say that things are changing. And there were those rumors late in the season that he was uh, you know, either going to be fired or, or stepped down. And there are obvious uh, you know, now stories from the Detroit News about Curtis Blackwell. So I don't know where this is headed. It did, it did feel like, to me, when I watched Michigan State, they needed a fresh start, though. They were so boring, and their offense is so bad. I, where do you think they turn? Now, we're, we're not, the problem is we're doing this right as it happens. Yeah. So we're not, like, looking at the list. So what I mean, we should do is throw out just names randomly okay, so of who they should do. Fickle is the one we're seeing the most right now, right? Fickle makes sense. He's done very well at Cincinnati. Um, and I hate to use this word, but... He has a good culture at Cincinnati. The culture there is a winning one, and he's done a very, very good job there making them very competitive. And I also think if he were to go to Michigan State, they could kind of recruit the same kind of player, that blue-collar, hardworking type that's undervalued by other schools and wants to kill people. Um, but but I don't <laughs> on know... The <laughs> on the field. On the field. But I don't know if, uh, if that's the way that the school wants to go. Um, I would imagine so. And so I think Fickle makes a lot of sense. Um, this just, once again, this, you know, as Josh Hemholt will write by the time people are reading this, what's going on? I mean, this sucks for all the kids who, A, signed with them, and then, B, what, okay, so Fickle leaves. What about all these kids who are going to sign with Cincinnati? Like, 
This is ridiculous. This should not be happening right now. There should be a rule like, well, you have to promote from within then, you know? Well, there should be a rule too. There, the rule is you can, and I think this has been discussed, you can sign with a school and you're locked in, but if the head coach leaves, then you're automatically let out of that binding agreement. Because, as mu- and I just said this on an, another interview, if as much as people want to get on their high horse and say, oh, you should pick a school for a school, that is not how you do anything in life. You, you pick things through relationships, um, you know, and that's how it works for this too. And there are a lot of kids sitting home right now going, I don't know who my coach is going to be, and I'm going to be on campus in a couple weeks. I don't know if my coach even, the new coach wants me. Right. And now that new coach is stuck with this recruiting class which sets everything back a year. Everyone should be able to start over. And, and, and the Big Ten is proposing a rule that uh, you can transfer once with no penalty. Even if that is the, the base case of what we're doing here. Um, but I really do believe if, if a coach leaves before signing day, um, and especially before you're on campus, you should be let out and you should go wherever you want. All right, so uh, in, there's some... Now, Depending on who you go through, there's there's some stuff related to uh, this Curtis Blackwell situation, which was a former assistant or like a player personnel guy who's also uh, came up through the various ranks of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, shady football types. So, Started from the bottom. Right, exactly. So we were saying how funny it would be if that was the real reason why he resigned because of all, you know, of all the coaches that you would associate with dealing with you know, somebody from the underbelly of the college right. football world, Mark D'Antonio, <laughs> would not would not be high on the list. So, uh, so that's something to follow. Cause I think there's going to be more that comes out there. Uh, we've got signing day tomorrow. Hopefully, a lot of you will listen to this uh, either tonight or during signing day. So, Gorney, let's run down the list and do some old uh, predictions. First, we'll start with Zach Evans. He's not going to sign tomorrow. I'm trying to get. I'm trying. I'm efforting. <laughs> I'm efforting to get him on the show with us tomorrow, which even if he does, the chances of him saying anything insightful are, are slim to none. Now, or even if he does, who knows if it changes the next day because that's the way it's been the whole time for him. Right. I think the problem is he genuinely, A, there's a lot of people in the picture. B, he doesn't know where he wants to go. This is not like, hey, uh, you know, he, oh, can one of you guys let me in? We got to go let, you got to go let Dave in. Okay. I'll keep talking Colin Cowherd style. <laughs> you, you vamp, you fill, you fill. But, but Woody. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, sorry about that. We're not editing this, so uh, we have a weird studio situation right here. Here's the thing with Evans. He doesn't know where he wants to go, A, and B, there's a lot of people in the picture that uh, are trying to help him, but, you know, you never know who has what angle. So, he signed with Georgia. Now, I was told uh, through some some other some other type of source <laughs> that he wanted to go to LSU and he got wind that Joe Brady was going to leave and that's when he decided, hey, I'm going to sign with Georgia because initially we didn't think he was going to sign early. We thought he was going to announce at the Under Armour game and then just enroll at the school he wanted to because he was graduating early. So that changed. He signed with Georgia. We all had to hear about him. Wanting out of the letter. Now, Gorney's back. Hello. <laughs> and Dave Barry also in the house. All right. Um, 
so so I was saying wh- what I had heard, what I was told, was that he wanted to sign with LSU in December, right? Then he found out Joe Brady was, was leaving. Sensible. Right. Then he signed with Georgia. Then he changed his mind. And then we had that dog and pony show at the Under Armour game, which was an embarrassment, to be honest with you. Which were. made things even less clear about what was going on well, and what it, was said. It made it seem as if the, he got in trouble that week at Under Armour, which he right, didn't. Right, You know, the, the main controversy with him, him and his high school coach have never gotten along. And at some point, his high school coach demanded his phone. Yes. And he didn't give it to him. And he got suspended for the state championship game. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I tell the coach to shove it myself, <laughs> too. I, I tend to relate to the T.O.s and Zach Evans of the world when some dudes tell me, give, give me your phone. Why? Why do you need my phone? But here's the situation. There are only so many schools. Right. And there are only r- so many realistic options for him. Just pick one. I mean, you, right. you have you have probably let's say seven schools that you can go to: A and M, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida State, possibly Georgia, kind of wherever you want to. LSU. You've had years to figure this out. You've visited every single school. I'm sure there are people in his ear on all sides of this. At some point, you have to make a decision because the problem now is that it's such a circus that no matter where he goes, the target is immediately on his back, fairly or unfairly. And the kid's very, very talented, and he could still have a good career. But the first time the fumble comes or the first yeah, time yeah. he misses a block, here we go, Zach Evans. And so that's the unfortunate thing. And we've all dealt with recruitments that have gone on and on, and kids have decommitted three times and gone back to the same school. I remember Jordan Payton decommitted from UCLA, committed to Cal, decommitted from Cal, went back to UCLA, and that seemed like the craziest thing of all time. And so at some point, you just need to go to a school. Now, I don't know what his plan is. I don't know if he's just going to show up somewhere in the spring. He's already graduated. Right, so so that's what... We got a text today from somebody we work with saying he hasn't been to school all week. Well, yeah, he's graduated. He doesn't have to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I didn't go to school after I graduated. Right. Well, I mean, I did to pick up chicks, but I mean, other, uh, lunchtime, you know. <laughs> Fast times at yeah. Ridgemont High. <laughs> other than that, you know, when, when I was at park in the Safeway parking lot waiting for him to drive by. But uh, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is he he's going to, because you can always enroll in like, this you know a lot of these schools have semesters but then there's like you know there's like a a term and a b term right. type thing because I, I don't think it's going to do him any good to sit at his house until june right not going to school i mean that you know that's not good for anybody um and so, at some point these schools have to make a decision and move on and find right. somebody else T- take transfers i would not here's what i wouldn't rule out one of these pac-12 schools swooping in late because some of them have Especially the schools that are on the sem- are on the, uh, se- and, uh, not semesters, the quarter system. Mm-hmm. You can enroll March first or whatever, and just show up and be in class. And be in class. So, I'm watching that, but we're gonna have fun with it because, you know, usually this is the kind of commitment that was built for commitment issues. We should have been making fun of Zach Evans <laughs> every single week for three months, but I haven't been home, and you know, Rob Cassidy, the one of the busiest men He's on the planet, too busy to make fun of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's t- He's way too busy uh, wearing five-panel hats and whatnot. <laughs> when you have to keep up with all the fashion trends, it's hard. Did you see? Did you, Rob never listens to this, but did you see? Did you see his five-panel hat in the video? 
No, I didn't. You didn't notice that hat he was wearing? I didn't even look. Uh, he loves them. Blair wears them all the time, too. <laughs> Blair was wearing them in Hawaii. I was giving him uh, some guff about it. All right, so let's do so – we're going to do some rapid-fire predictions. Because, okay. Because a lot of uh, – you know, if someone listens to this on Thursday, the stuff we just talked about holds up. All this stuff, they could just fast-forward through it. So, so let's roll. Uh, let's start with the people who matter. Broderick Jones. Georgia. He, he sticks with Georgia. Yes. McKinley Jackson – Alabama. I'm picking Alabama. He's a, a D tackle. Marcus Henderson. Who knows? I can't. Marcus Henderson has been a real enigma for me. I've never talked to him despite covering Tennessee. He just never mm-hmm. coming anything. Never texted mm-hmm. me back. Was supposed to be in Hawaii and didn't show up. Uh, I think he's like Arkansas or, or Missouri Miss. or something. Yeah, um, Ole Miss. You know what's weird is Ole Miss is gonna somehow sneak in and get some pretty good oh yeah players. no no that's the thing yeah the, i agree and then, and then wait till the transfers start rolling oh out. yeah well that's yeah okay cedric van pran who's a, a center who's ranked high we think he sticks with georgia um uh, avante williams uh florida gonna go to florida probably who often tells me we're family that's my family <laughs> <laughs> get the daughters together uh Malik Hornsby, who we still have as a three-star quarterback, he is going to Arkansas, I believe. Now, Jason Jones is an interesting one. He's from Alabama. He's been committed to Alabama forever. Uh, but Oregon's knocking on the door. Yeah, I think Oregon's going to flip him. Yeah. He went out there and visited. And honestly, you know what? I said to, uh, do you know George Reister? He lives out here. No. Uh, you'll know him. His son's an upcoming quarterback. He played in the NFL for the Jaguars, and he went to Oregon. And uh, he said, well, what do you think about Jason Jones? I said, oh, he'll be good in the Pac-12. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Your SEC bias is showing. I'm like, look, dude, the bo- like Jordan Scott is the, like the best defensive tackle. Yeah, right. He's five foot ten, like 350 pounds. No one, he couldn't be playing for Alabama, dude, right. right? So there's nothing wrong with it. Jordan Scott's probably going to go to the NFL. He wouldn't have gone to the NFL if he went to Florida or Alabama. So. Right. Jason Jones can go to Eugene. I personally think, with his dimensions, I wouldn't be surprised if Cristobal flipped him over to offense. At Absolutely. 6'6", 340. Um, Jalen St. John, do we know where he's going? I, I believe do. it's Arkansas, right? Oh, yeah, Josh said it was Arkansas, maybe. Um, Princely, Yuman. Yuman, Mielin. Baylor, I think. Baylor's going to get some good players, too, with... Uh, Dave Aranda. Yeah, Dave Aranda there. Yeah, it looks like Baylor. I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alfred Collins, we think he's going to Texas. And and that's basically, there's not a lot of drama. No, and, and it doesn't seem like the drama was last week when Broderick Jones might have been flipping to Auburn or uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago when Alfred Collins was going to pick Baylor over Texas or... Farrell was talking about Jordan Birch still at LSU. I just don't see him doing that. He's going to be with his entire team tomorrow. He waited to sign until February, probably because he wasn't sure about what he wanted to do. But now Alex Huntley is going to be on the stage. Muschamp has done everything possible to keep that kid. I just don't see him doing it. Although I've been surprised before. Yeah, he's got, I, I mean, you're talking to the man who predicted he would pick South Carolina last time, laughing in the face of the industry experts. 
Um, I did air quotes. I forgot we're not. I forgot we're not on camera. <laughs> we're sitting at the desk where we would be on camera. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think he sticks with South Carolina. There's a reason his, you know, his mom didn't let him do interviews and this, that, and the third. It's just, you know, she wants to keep him close to home, and I don't blame her. So, South Carolina's got to be good at some point, though. I've I've had it with. You know, six and six, five. Where were they this year? Well, I think the school has had it too. And if Muschamp doesn't do what he needs to do, and that's win games, instead of wearing the glasses on the tip of his nose after, <laughs> I, I don't like that. that. Look is not good at all. They were four and eight. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, they lost to App State, huh? Yeah, they lost to App State. They, I mean, they lose to Tennessee too. Looking down this this list, oh, they got is, smoked is by not Tennessee. Good. I mean, 20, and, and the offense is the problem, and I know they're working Ryan Holinsky in there, but I don't know if Muschamp is going to have much time to, to change that around. You can't lose by 20 to Tennessee, and, and then they go to Georgia and win, you know? So oh, yeah, that's right. six points at A&M. They got blown out by Clemson, only scored three points, lost to App State down the stretch, losing five of the last six. That's well, not good. What was the offense? Why did Holinsky want to go there so bad? What Was he in love with Brian you know, McClendon? Or it what? was weird. Yeah, he had loved the coaching staff, loved Muschamp when he visited there. And what I think he liked most about South Carolina was that he'd go to a South Carolina game and there'd be 75,000, 80,000 people screaming, and then he'd go to USC and half the Coliseum's mm. not filled. And yeah. USC tried to get him late, and other schools did too, but... You know, when you go to the S when you when you go to an SEC environment, and I can speak to this because I've used to cover SEC teams, and now I'm in the Pac-12. It's just a different setting. I mean, it's just a completely different setting. So, um, I think he wanted a big time environment and an opportunity to play early, and that's kind of what he got. And uh, it's not like they're void of talent there. They have some big receivers and a decent enough running game, but. They just can't score points, and so, but I mean, you know, Will Muschamp has won about 50% of his games everywhere he's been. This so. is the same problem, awesome defense, bad offense. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. we got a bunch of videos to do. Dave's had it. Listen to us talk. Uh, so uh, you'll be hearing this on both feeds, so if you listen to one or the other, if you listen to Godfather and Gorney and you want to hear an actual good podcast... Subscribe to Commitment <laughs> Issues. <laughs> and if you like hearing people complain, because you listen to Commitment Issues, Mike Farrell is always complaining. Oh, God, he is the king of the, the complaining. Yeah, so, uh, so check it out. Uh, and uh, hopefully Rob and I will do a podcast this week, although Rob's now complaining about his temp- 102 temperature. Yeah, sure. What convenient timing <laughs> to get the coronavirus. <laughs> is that what it's called? It's named after corona? No, it's just named that because it's like... A coronavirus, I think, is like a group of viruses. I think SARS is in it, H1N1, bird flu. They're all the same sort of virus, but this is a different strain. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk more about that. I don't think it that. has anything to do with corona. I think it was someone who <laughs> drank a corona and then got sick. You know, well, that too. Maybe, they, maybe Rob does have the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Leave us reviews on iTunes, and uh, we'll have more episodes on our respective feeds in the weeks and days to come.